You're listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio, inspiring ideas, inspiring families. Today, we dive into a topic that's one parents don't often think about. And here it comes, celebrating mistakes. No, that's not an oxymoron. Celebrating mistakes, how we can make our home a solid learning ground. And I say it's a topic parents don't often think about because I feel like it's happening all around us all the time. I hope I'm not alone in saying that, but mistakes are happening, learning is happening, progress is happening, only it's often taking place at such a small incremental pace you wonder or sometimes doubt if it's even happening at all. Today, we invited a very wise and value-based voice to take a deep dive into this topic of how to make our home a solid learning ground. Lizzie Jensen is a mom of five, ages eight to two, so she knows the definition of busy. She's an attorney and founder of The Small Seed, a Christian ministry focusing on developing discipleship in a Christian community. So if you find yourself letting those daily parenting mistakes weigh you down, or if you find yourself wondering if all you're trying to teach and instill in your children is resonating, is sticking at the end of the day, I think you'll find this conversation helpful. And as Lizzie and I discussed, just the ability to elevate elevate our perspective enough to see what's happening from a wider view, I think is valuable in and of itself. Here's my conversation with Lizzie Jensen. Lizzie, I don't even know if I can call this a work day because for me, it's just a treat to be able to girlfriend to girlfriend, shoot the breeze and chat with you. Thank you for jumping in. Thank you for having me, Brooke. You bring not just wisdom, but a warmth to the work that you do. And I've long admired how sincerely you just believe in our in our call to share our light with others. And you've done that so beautifully over the years. So we're going to tap into that today. And I'm excited. I'm excited. This topic stems from an Instagram post that I saw on your feed not too long ago, you were kicking up a sweat, as we like to say at my house, getting in a good workout, and your virtual instructor threw out a question that kind of prompted a thought. Yes. So I'm, I'm doing my boot camp bicycling, and she, she asked this question, what are you practicing? I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, what am I practicing right now? And I think in the moment, it was a really heavy hill climb. And I was practicing the thought, I'm, I don't think I can make it the <laughs> next 30 seconds. <laughs> so I was like, shoot, she caught me. Um, but really her question was like, everything we're thinking and doing is practicing something. Yes. Not just when we're doing a good thing, but even the things we don't really want to do, if we repeat them, whether it's an action or a thought over and over um, we're practicing something even then. And so I like made the switch. And then I was remembering, I think the same bike ride, I was remembering like, oh yeah, my, my girl's piano teacher or violin teacher always says this phrase, practice makes it easy. And I remember my piano teacher said, practice makes it perfect. <laughs> Sounds and I was good in theory until it's not, the right? <laughs> <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. But, I, but I love this practice makes it easy because that is true. It, every single time almost you play something through, it gets a little bit easier. So yeah. that's really encouraging. Like if you just stick with it long enough, maybe you'll get to perfection, but you'll certainly get to a place that you feel better about than in the beginning. Well, and this speaks so beautifully to the layers of your mind and the layers of your heart because there is a wide application here. Practice makes it easy. Today, we'll throw that phrase, that pump you up phrase to the family front. And I've asked, I've, I've invited you to share some thoughts on this idea of making home a learning ground. Certainly, if we're practicing, we're making mistakes, but, but hopefully we're learning along the way. And I sense this about you being kind of a conscious, purposeful effort in your home to help home 
be that ground zero for learning and for growth and for progression. Is that a conscious effort on your part? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I had to laugh coming into talking with you because I feel like this week has been the week of the most fighting of all. Of course, (laughs) always. Totally approach this interview humbled, (laughs) but I was also like, wait a second, we've made a ton of mistakes. I'm coming as an expert. I'm totally ready (laughs) for this interview, but it really is. Like, I think just in general, I'm I'm very purposeful and I'm very reflective, whether it's in my business or in my life or with my kids. Um, But like you said, that doesn't mean that, oh, if you're just so intentional and so thoughtful, it's going to come out perfect with Mm -hmm. your kids or with Mm -hmm. yourself. But it does mean that you're you're moving toward a goal that you want to move toward or that you've intended to set out for. Um, though with every one of my children in my personal life, I'm like on that journey, right? Sure. Well, and parenting teaches us so many disciple-based lessons, one of which is patience. I learn that all day, every day in the role of parent. I'm sure you'll agree. Yep. And I bring that up because one of your first points is that growth requires this patience, that it's going to happen slowly over time. It's not a check the box kind of an accomplishment. Absolutely. Absolutely. A couple nights ago, so my baby just turned two, which he's the sweetest, like most delicious little two-year-old. But um, before he woke up in the morning, my four-year-old was awake and I was like throwing in a load of laundry and he came up, he goes, wow, Jack, that's his two-year-old brother, Uh almost two-year-old brother, Jack must have grown a lot last night. I was like, what do you mean, buddy? And he's like... (laughs) Because it's his, it's his birthday today. Like you only grow on your birthday. Oh, And I was like, oh, that's really cute. But that's what he's thinking. <laughs> but then like as much as I tried, I could not help him understand the concept that your body is growing all the time. Constantly. Think, it's not the two inches overnight when Jack turns two. Darn it's it. not on your birthday. But it's like, that's, that is life, right? Like it's sometimes hard to measure the progress. We know that. But also what I love about this and which I don't think I've been good at this early on in parenthood, but the older my kids get, the more I relish this. Mm-hmm. You need to celebrate the small wins then. Because there's not a lot of big wins. Like, yeah, you'll have your graduation and you'll have little milestones maybe that your family celebrates. But for the most part, there's if you don't choose to celebrate things, there may not be because they're so small. Yes. I had an example of this just yesterday. My little girls, we have a morning checklist. I'm trying to help them like learn how to stick to a time, be done by a certain time, but also just kind of follow that list. And my twin seven-year-olds just like did not, could not fall through on the list though. They're not their day. It was not their day. And when we hop in the car, sometimes when the morning's just off, I'll just ask like, how would you rate it? And like, what could we have done to make it better? Good question. But this time as I looked in the back, I remembered that even though they like, they hit that 759, they hadn't done their checklist. They both said, normally they'd like fall apart at that point. I'm like, ah, I didn't do it and I can't do it. And this time they were just like, ah, that's okay. Like we'll still get done in time to get in the car. So when I opened the door, I was like, hey, you guys, you didn't do it on time, but you didn't lose it. And you still got your lunch ready. You still got in the car and like the beaming smile on their faces, feeling like, yeah, that wasn't the win maybe we wanted, uh-huh. but it was still a win. There was still something to yeah. celebrate there and we don't have to lose it when we don't quite measure up. So find, I mean, there's all sorts of small wins you can find with little kids if that's what you're really geared and attentive to. Well, yeah, it's being aware. And that could have gone one of two ways. Like we didn't beat the clock, right? You could have punched home that principle and made it all about time management and, and you know, morning routines, et cetera, et cetera. But instead that subtle shift and recognition from your mom lens made the difference in that moment. You can almost just feel the enthusiasm as you described the smiles 
muscles stretching across your face. Like that was a win. Celebrate small. Yep. Yep. It was a good morning. I like that. I like that a lot. This next point, perhaps one of my all-time favorites, and it's one that I personally am consciously, constantly trying to practice, um, but this idea of giving people the benefit of the doubt or assuming the best as we're trying to learn and grow as a family, individually and collectively, there's this idea that assumption matters. Like what I assume about you can help dictate the vibe in the home and also kind of the motivation toward the goal, whatever it is. Assume the best. Yep. I I had one of those really humbling mom moments that like gives you kind of the shame shivers that night when you are going to bed and you're like, that's a good way to say it. I think I actually heard that also in a boot camp class that I shame shivers. (laughs) That was so good. It describes it well. Right. And I had, I had gone into my girl's room again, my twins, and it was just, it was a disaster. Like no real other way of explaining it. Stuff everywhere. And I immediately turned on one of the twins and was like, I just can't even believe you can live like this. Like, I can't even believe that this is acceptable, you know, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. laid it on thick and hard. And um, she turned to me, like, again, one of those moments, like little tear rolling down her eye and like, but mom, can't you see what I made for you? And I looked down oh, no. and it was like a little village, like, there oh was, no. <laughs> there was purpose in this mess. <laughs> I even when she pointed it out, I still couldn't quite determine how oh. that, you know, that like there was purpose yeah. in it. But yeah. um I think sometimes we view children, I know this that I do, I view my kids with the same level of competency and emotional ability mm. and maturity. And then I I just assume, like, well, if, of course you could do better, and of course you could understand this. And trying to put myself in their shoes, even sometimes when I'm down at my little two-year-old's level and I look up at my husband and I recognize how big he looks and how big his face is compared to a little two-year-old. But I think assuming that and giving that gift of grace to those around us to say, to me, it might look like a total mess, but to that child, that honestly might be the best effort they can give at this point in time. And again, it, it takes slowing down and yes. having an open heart to try to really see where their heart is. But yeah, that was that was one of the nights that I learned a lot, but hope I don't relive too many. Oh, I can meet you there, sister, <laughs> night after night. But I love that point so much. I think in part it taps into a larger, again, conscious goal of mine. And that is sometimes we take these, these themes or these best practices and apply them to people out there. Like I'm thinking, assume the best benefit of the doubt to my girlfriends or my sisters or my colleagues. But applying those same like human to human principles within the walls of our own home, in this case, to the little people living in our home, that is... That is who we want to give our best to at the end of the day, every day, right? Yes. Yep. Sometimes the hardest too, but true. The place so where true. It touches us the most too. So true. Any tools out there to help parents feel like they can look more for the good within their own home? Any any little flags that you've noticed along your mothering journey that helps you remember to spot that good or to give that benefit of the doubt even within your own family? I think when I do, when I do this best is when I'm I spend more time at their level. Like I said, on the ground with the two-year-old or when I'm in that conversation and, you know, my little two-year-old for some reason loves like holding my cheeks with his pudgy little hands and it just melts my heart. Um, But I think in a a similar, maybe but more symbolic way with your kids, like be in a place where they can hold your face and turn you to the things that they're seeing and feeling. And we, in our generation, I think of, of motherhood and younger we live in a different generation because we have the distractions we do. And so it's 
you know, my phone's not ringing on my wall and I choose to stand by my wall where it's corded in. It's, it's carried in my pocket or if I'm not careful about it, there is something I could choose to be doing on my phone any minute of the day. Um, so we just have to decide, like, where do I really want to be? And that takes intention because there's enough alerts and dinging and all the things that could call to mm-hmm. us. Um, mm-hmm. But that really helps me trying to sit there and be with them because then I recognize their effort more. I, I, right. They're with them. Right. Well said. Well said. This next point, I think, gets to the juice of this topic because there's this intersection in parenthood where, yeah, mistakes are going to happen. Yeah, we want to create this free-flowing learning opportunity, this learning ground at home. And we also know part of our role is to correct and teach. And so talk to me about the balance of mistakes, how we can allow the mistakes in a non-shameful way, right, in, in in the attempt to promote good learning at home, but also be that teacher or in some cases that corrector. So a huge thing for me is, is keeping that perspective, which sometimes means be on their level. At other times, it means I need to kind of get myself outside the system for a minute to see it from the outside in. Um, I think just even in communication, we get in patterns where someone says this and we usually respond with that. And unless something happens to shake up that pattern, it can be really hard to get out of it yourself. Um, so one thing for me is is to spend a little time. And for me, we, we just did this last two weeks ago. My husband and I did a little retreat and it was not even 48 hours. We left 15 minutes from our home. Just you two? Just the two of us. It wasn't yeah. like someone planned a couple's retreat. We just decided like, let's go do this and decide what we want in 2021. Um, And something that came out of this, we put together a whole list of 2020 wins, which was really helpful to look back and see what we loved. And then we put together a 2021 list of just fun things and crazy things, and also the daily things that we wanted to have more part of our life this next, this upcoming year. And so we have this whole list and I kind of sat there like, okay, so how are we going to, we've done this before. How am I going to make sure that this goes in um, because some of that, you you avoid some of the mistakes just by the cadences and the, the things you set up, right? And the things you intend sure. to do before. and The systems, the boundaries. The systems. And so I, I came up with this thing, cadence and dates, where some of the things on our list were dates we had to just put on a calendar. We want to make sure okay. we go on an RV trip because my little nine-year-old has wanted to do that for three years. And there's no reason we couldn't, right? We can take the time off. We can do it. But we just need to pick a date. There were other things on that list that were cadence things that every week we want to be better at, at a date night and we want to do family prayer better than we've been doing. So for that, it was pick a time, pick a day, and then have that up on this little whiteboard we have so that we can remember what we're doing. And then the last Friday of the month or whatever, yeah, the last Friday of the month, we'll go on a date night and just kind of revisit these cadence things and see how it was mm-hmm. going to mm-hmm. revisit. And having some of those things preset takes out, I think, some of the time that you could spend making those other mistakes or in the fine, because you're, you're on a, even that just, I just was reminded of a story of my three girls. We were all in a jacuzzi at my mother-in-law's house together. And it had been one of those weeks at Christmas break where there was, again, more fighting. We're all in the house and we're sitting in there in the jacuzzi. And I was like, this is just so fun. Like I have so much fun with you guys. And it's really fun too when we're not fighting. And one of my twins turned to me and she goes, you know, it just helps when you're doing fun stuff. Like there's less to fight about when you're out. <laughs> From the mouth of babes. How From wise, mouth, how wise you, know? you are. <laughs> yep. So I think those things help. Step outside, look at your system yeah. on the outside, but then also get those things on the calendar that make you feel alive and that you're living with your kids and 
kind of shake it up and get you out of your regular system sometimes. Yeah, avoiding the mistakes where you can through the boundaries, through the systems. It doesn't put you in that constant role of corrector or teacher, but in the role of fun mom in that case. Look for yes. the fun, plan it, plot it. And I love that 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 foresight of you and your husband coming together and saying, what's next for us? How can we create the systems that will help us function, help us grow, help us flourish, and leave wiggle room for the rest of the learning opportunities that come? Yep. It's been good for us, for sure. At the center of this 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 goal to have kind of solid learning ground at home and have this progress mindset within the family, you say a key word in the middle of all of that is forgiveness. Yeah. I, a few years ago, I remember I was studying forgiveness as a topic and trying to understand it a little bit better and had this aha moment when I realized without forgiveness in our life, um, one mistake in the relationship would be over. Like if you couldn't forgive, it really would take one time of whatever it was um, to not be able to move on. Um, Again, back to my four-year-old little boy who's just hilarious. He's at the stage where like pretty much everything is quotable. Four is the best. (laughs) Four is the best. It's so great. It is so great. Um, And he was arguing with one of his seven-year-old sisters and then the argument moved over to the piano where the chords are intermingling with the arguing, which is, you know, <laughs> my least favorite place for them to go at it. No stressful um, tunes in your house at all. The, the <laughs> level was just at a peace is ground zero, I'm sure. Just peaceful. Nothing but. Um, but I, I came to both of them and I just out of my mouth came the words, do you choose forgiveness or separation? Which is like so intense. You know, you okay, never get me a bumper sticker. TM Lizzie Jensen, do you choose forgiveness or separation? Mic drop, boom. I love that. Oh, but it was so cute. My four year old looked at me, he goes, Mom, I choose forgiveness. And it was cute because what I had meant, not just like separating from each other, I meant like you go to your room and sure, take some yeah. time out, but really, if you can choose to forgive, I don't need to be separated from you and you don't need to be separated from me and us from each other. If we can both move on and say, that was dumb. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. Um, but we can end it. The minute we choose to forgive, it can end that fast. I love that. I love that so much that, that then you're able to learn together, right? That if you can forgive in the moment, move forward, the learning continues as a family or as a, as a, as a relationship. Yes. Okay, I have one other thing that I have been thinking about today. I'm here for it. Mostly because of my day yesterday, which just couldn't have been um, more hilarious. Isn't it funny? I'm with you. Like, yesterday is always my greatest teacher for today. I say that all the time. Like, what I learned yesterday is really going to help me today. So teach us. We're, we're so all ears. So well said. So well said. So my family and I, we've recently moved um, to Utah from the East Coast. So we've been in a place where really the skiing's pretty pretty poor, snow's poor, really no mountains. And um, so we've decided as a family, this is our year to learn to be skiers. And I grew up snowboarding a ton. So I've spent a lot of time in the snow, but I, you know, I want to make that transfer yeah. um, to the n- not dark side, as my dad would say. <laughs> See, I'm a purist too. I'm kind of with your dad. So yeah. good choice. Good I'll, choice. I'll be there. I'll be there. But you got to, you got to give me a little time. So I've, I've gone a total of two times, okay. both of which were last week. And my, my three daughters have gone a total of two times as well. But I'm feeling maybe because I've snowboarded some, I'm actually feeling pretty comfortable at this point. Like, not like I'm 
I'm anything impressive, but I can navigate this chairlift and I can come down the mountain and I feel pretty good. And so um, they have half days off to ski once a week. So I'm like, this is our week. We've both been a couple of times. Like I'll take the three of you. So it's a nine-year-old and two seven-year-old twins, all beginners. And I hop on the, and I get there. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? Like (laughs) this is set up for nothing but a win. And I get there and I'm like, like, I don't even know what I was thinking. So I mean, luckily, like a hand of God, two of their teachers are there at the bottom of the chairlift because I didn't even know how we would have navigated a chairlift with four of us, right? (laughs) So they go up. It was a total disaster, total, total disaster on the way down the mountain. And it got better. We went to the rope, moved over to the rope toe where we rightly belonged, finished up the few hours on the (laughs) rope toe. And then we got in the car and it's a cliche, but I really think one of the best ways to navigate and celebrate these mistakes is to laugh it off. If you take yourself so seriously and like everything feels like such a big deal, like we got in the car and literally on the drive up, I was like, I was that mom, like, we're going to be a ski family. And look, this is like (laughs) the first trip of thousands to come. And it's like so so optimistic and so undeservedly optimistic. But on the way down, like my balloon wasn't popped and this doesn't always happen. Like my bubble wasn't burst. It was like, you guys, we will have that memory and that story to tell the rest of our lives. We will get to beginners, Mm -hmm. be beginners once. And Uh right now, when we look back at that first time when Jane slid down the ice on her back for way too long and each of us, each of the girls was between one of the teacher's legs holding onto a pole and I barely could make it down. Um, we will remember that and mistakes probably create more memories than most wins will. And so if you can learn to laugh in the middle and this is something my husband's so good at and I'm so glad that he's taught me so much about, but I think that's one of the best things for our family. Yes, yes. I think what I love most about this topic and ultimately this conversation, this time shared with you, is these are things happening on the daily, practicing, forgiveness, mistakes, learning. And they're happening, as you pointed out, at such small incremental levels that you almost miss them. So to elevate kind of above the fray and look down on it with this with this thoughtful perspective, I think is really helpful as moms wondering, is are we getting anywhere? Are we, are, are we moving forward in any, you know, inch by inch sort of a way, but that perspective, that elevated perspective, just carving out this time to thoughtfully approach the idea of learning and growth through your lens has been so helpful. Lizzie, thank you. Tell me about what's coming up on the small seed. You recently launched uh, launched a meditation app that I'm so excited about. Thank you so much. Yeah, we launched this just a couple weeks ago. Um, back to the whole practice makes it easy. What are you practicing? This is actually something I didn't understand really with meditation that's helped me a ton with my kids are learning it. And we're also teaching it over there that meditation is an awesome way to, to decide what you're practicing up, up in the mind. Mm. And so taking time to have a mantra or the affirmations that you want to be thinking and spending time focusing the rest of the day, it's funny, your mind just kind of goes back there, even if you don't mm. spend energy putting it back there. Mm-hmm. So super excited for that. We have some things in the middle of the year with some um, children's scripture study journals that we are over the moon excited about. And then also planning on doing a little podcasting. So it's been really fun Yay. to be with you well, and practice that a little more till it gets easy, I, right? Practice, <laughs> practice. I'm still practicing. I'm in the fake it till you make it zone. So I'll be listening eagerly to see how you do it and all of your colleagues do it over at The Small Seed. I'm such a fan of the work you're putting out and the light you're sharing. I can't emphasize that enough. So thank you, Lizzie Jensen, for sharing your light with us. Thank you, Brooke. It's a pleasure to be on with you. 
You've been listening to Family Rules, the podcast on BYU Radio. We'd invite you to subscribe, rate, or review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can review past episodes and conversations both here on BYU Radio and also on our companion program, Family Rules, on BYU TV. More information can be found on social media. Look for Family Rules, BYU TV, or on the website, byutv.org. We hope you'll join us next time. Thanks for listening. Family Rules, the podcast, is a production of BYU Broadcasting.